0: It's always better to divide by gold to see the true value of something. How much does it cost you in uh, ounces of gold? Then you get to see that that illusion that the U.S. dollar is.
1: Physical silver and gold in your hands. Personal service. Competitive prices. And zero complaints. That's Miles Franklin. Call us at 1-800-822-8080 or email us at info at milesfranklin.com hey everyone this is elijah k johnson with the miles franklin market update and back with us today is patrick karam from badcharts.com patrick thank you so much for joining us today
0: hello elijah such a pleasure
1: again thanks for uh giving me a shout out definitely and thank you for taking the time to share your insights now what we're witnessing this month might be what a lot of us have been waiting for the final breakout for gold and silver, we've been in a downtrend for quite a while, especially for gold You know, since August, and we're finally seeing that rally. What is your take on what is happening right now?
0: Well, yeah, so every time um, that silver starts turning upwards, right now it carved a higher low, so uh, it corrected, now 25 was about the, the turning point, and it's just been such a, like a grueling long consolidation and But in an uptrend, when you're above a one-year moving average as silver is inclining one-year moving average, any one of these up moves could be the move that breaks out above 28, 29. So a lot of people, like even back, I know it took like it's always hindsight. Oh, look, the consolidation took a long time. But it could have been a lot shorter. Like there was precedents where we could have just uh, halted for three months and we could have exploded like from 2010 to 2011, 12. But it is what it is. We didn't break down. So that's part of like the consolidation is not just the. Price action going down it's actually time so as long as the moving averages are catching up to the price action that's a perfect consolidation uh, i get on my twitter people are moving to cryptos they're they're giving up uh, they feel like bag holders and all that is good uh, it's a good cleansing so once all those sellers are out then like you said the price action just keeps climbing crescendo slowly creeping up and then I like it like that no big news nothing it's just going up and then one of these days it's going to close above uh, 28 29 and uh, then we're going to start attracting eyes and it's going to vacuum up to uh, much higher price points
1: now looking kind of at the fundamental picture we can see how undervalued precious metals are at least you argue uh, with respect to equities right now did you want to kind of Share your insights on that. You actually recently posted on the Wall Street Silver Reddit.
0: Sometimes I do charts on Twitter, but then uh, I have a due diligence page in, uh, on Wall Street Silver, and I have to post when I accumulate all these, this micro tidal wave that people that are ready to give up or they, don't, they want more evidence than just, oh, the comics is manipulating or the banks are keeping the price down. I said, they gotta, it, it feels, um, you got to know about the evidence of these micro tidal waves that are in place that once they're enacted... It's just all this manipulation is going to evaporate, it's going to just move, move, move on the side because they won't be able to fight, fight it. And the Dow, I did a point and figure chart. So that condenses time, it removes, it's just pure price action. So every time there's sufficient price action, it creates a new, a new uh, column of X's or O's. And we're at the bottom rail, we're at the same, same level, the Dow versus gold as we were at the peak of the 1929 uh, stock market bubble, same ratio. We're at the same place where right before gold was um, right before the inflation cycle of the 1970s, gold versus the U.S. equities. Right before the inflation took off, gold is right now super low uh, valued versus U.S. equities, and we're right there at the rail. So my reasoning from a risk to reward uh, management point of view is, even if the U.S. stock market and uh, keeps climbing up another 30 percent and uh, kind of stifles, let's say, gold or silver's ascent, it's just a question of time. buying low right now it's it's now you can't buy lower than that you could maybe a little bit lower but you, you don't know right now when the like the rocket ship is going to take off and from like the shorter term charts it it could take off like uh, i keep saying any moment but that's the truth you know we'll, we'll know in hindsight how close we were but uh versus us equities right now definitely uh, in favor of uh gold and even silver i did three charts for silver so i I pinpointed three cycles of silver versus the Dow, and each cycle was uh, g- is getting shorter and shorter. So, let's say the first one I think was from uh, 1948 to uh, 1983. So, the price action of the silver underperforming US equities, and then after that exploded up all the way to like the 1980 tops. The other one was 1989 to 2012. There's an arc where silver is underperforming for all the 80s, a long bear market. Until it started exploding up and going all the way to the 2011-12 uh, peak, and right now we have a small cup that so are getting shorter and shorter. So it's a 2013 arc, and we're right at the bottom. We did a second test of the right hemisphere of the arc, and that confirms the validity of that arc. So the angle of entry in that arc is going should be the angle of uh, exit, and that just means that silver is going to drastically outperform uh, the Dow. Like from now on, it doesn't mean that the Dow is going to go down, but silver if the Dow goes up, silver is going to go higher. So that's part of the ratio, right? It could both be going down, but just the silver is going to be going less down less fast. But usually that correlates to uh, this type of ratio. When it drops, it goes up uh, in favor of silver. It's because silver prices are actually uh, going up. And I think it's really
1: interesting to pay attention to these ratios because that gives you a better understanding of the true value of these metals right now, right? Because if the dollar is constantly losing value, then that gives a kind of distorted view. But if you actually value metals in comparison to other real things or stocks, then that gives you a better, better idea. Now, with respect to the Dow gold ratio, where do you see it falling to?
0: Well, we could look at a At least the 2011 highs. So I I don't have it maybe exact in front of me, but uh, in 1980 the gold to Dow was almost one. So like that's like uh, the the Valhalla of uh, gold to silver ratio. So let's say the, the logic is the Fed's gonna print as much money to keep the um, uh, the Dow nominally inflated. So let's say they want to keep the Dow at 30,000 to give an appearance, like this is like the 60s of Dow, it just went sideways like for, for a decade. And whatever money printing, they they, they do that. So I said Dow is at 30,000 and the gold silver ratio, the gold to Dow ratio goes uh, even close to that. That means you're gonna have a gold price of like, it could be north of 15,000, close to 30,000 if you get to a Dow to gold ratio one to one. Uh, that, we're going to have to wait and see how, how it plays out, how when that ratio starts turning in, back in favor of the goal of the U.S. equities, then we're going to have to take a pause. But those are high watermarks that uh, we, we could expect in an inflationary type of situation like we had in the 70s. If that repeats again this year, in this decade, man, uh, gold's going to truly represent the uh, the damage it did with all those monetary imbalances, all that money printing, eventually that that always, always catches up to them. And uh, it's like baked in the cake there. The, the future gold pricing right now, 1,500, 1,000, 1,700. It's uh, this is pretty much uh, rock bottom uh, prices there. So what you're saying is
1: essentially we could see, you know, back in 1980, we had a Dow gold ratio of one to one. I mean, if we had that today or even something close to that, it would be, well, gold would be well north of ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars an ounce.
0: Yeah, it, it, it all depends. And let's say that we go into hyperinflation and uh, the dow is worth sixty thousand nominally, but if, let's say we get to a ratio of one to one, then uh, the golds going to worth uh, sixty thousand. So it's all it's like all an illusion. So it's always better to divide by gold to see the true value of something. How much does it cost you in uh, ounces of gold? And uh, then you get to see that that illusion that the U.S. dollar is because, man, uh, I, I, I started like, even on mainstream media here in Quebec, there's news, oh, your grocery bills are going to go up to uh, $700 uh, this year, like on mainstream media. And for me, like psychologically, uh, when your wife comes back from home and says, I need more money for the groceries, that's, that's when people start, like it hits home, you know, like uh, low-income people say, what, I can't feed my family anymore. And then... For me, that's like the I call that the threshold of no, noticeability. It's when people like they, they realize that uh, something's wrong and you know, all their purchasing power is uh, disappearing. And uh, yeah, always measure by gold or measure by silver and you're gonna you're gonna see the truth of what things are really costing you.
1: So is what you're saying is when people actually start to realize the inflation that's gonna be in the system, that's when people will start trying to protect themselves financially with gold and silver.
0: Thank goodness, like for Twitter, for you guys, for all the media that we didn't have back in the days. I wonder in the 70s, like how they still got word of mouth, right? I'm sure there's stories of guys who live that that they knew that they had to go buy gold and maybe in like other countries where they're used to inflation. Like I have a lot of my followers are from Turkey and and they're they're they follow my Twitter because they know I'm following gold and silver because they're living inflation or like so I think when it hits home, naturally, our instinct is to say, how can I protect myself? And I'm pretty sure word of mouth or now through the internet, really people are going to catch on fast that uh, you need gold or silver to, uh, to preserve your wealth through whatever transition period is happening right now. It's, uh, if you don't know you need gold, you're going to realize it fast enough there when uh, you, get, you won't be able to put food on the table.
1: Now, with respect to the dollar and the inflation that you see coming if we look currently at what the dollar is doing how what is what is the value of it uh currently doing i think it it's been it's been in a bearish trend for a little while now
0: the, the us dollar it's uh, um since the, the the 1980s it's been it had a peak in the 1980s well it had a peak okay it had a peak in 1980s nominally, and that with when the high interest rates went up, it's it's normal that people are going to want to buy U.S. dollars because the 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 bonds are going to give you good money. But every time it's been going, we've been uh, disinflating since in the 1980s, all the way to today with lower infla- uh, lower inflation or lower rates. U.S. dollar has been going down, but when you adjust for inflation, the U.S. dollar and it's like a crazy idea I had, it gives you like your purchasing power. So how much is your U.S. dollar worth, even if on the DXY it's spiking up? but how much inflation was there at that moment? And the US dollar has always made lower highs. So the 1960s was actually the peak in the US dollar. Even if the 1980s on the DXY had a mega peak above it, if you adjust for all the inflation you had in the late 70s, 80s, the US dollar has always, always been making lower lower highs. And from that chart, I have a 15 year half cycle. So every 15 years, the US dollar loses 50% of its value. And right now, I just have it technically on the border of starting a new cycle. So for the next 15 years, I'm expecting the US dollar inflation adjusted to lose another uh, 50%. So even if there's spikes in the DXY, if you adjust for inflation, those spikes are an illusion because you weren't able to buy more. The DXY went up, but when you went to the grocery store, the prices went up. So uh, a lot of illusions out there if you don't adjust for inflation or adjust for for gold or... You can even divide by sugar. Sugar is another inflation hedge. So if you divide whatever you're buying by sugar, you'll, you'll, see the, you'll see the truth.
1: And what kind of inflation do you see happening in the future? Like how extreme do you see it getting? Do you see it get, getting back to like what we saw in the, you know, the 70s and 80s, your perspective?
0: It's going to go crescendo. And from what I've seen back in the 60s, 70s, it was kind of violent. So you had some peaks and then after that, some big drawdowns and then peaks. And um, right now, I had a target at least uh, 4 or 5, uh, I think even close to 6% inflation rate. Like we're going to probably peak uh, 23, 24, 20, tw- like right, I think we're going to have a peak in inflation about 6%, like really, really fast. After that, we'll, we'll see what happens. We're expecting with cycle analysis, the, uh, like a deflation event or a big drawdown in, uh, in 2024. And then that's probably going to create, uh, uh, year over year, the inflation rates are probably going to go down. But after that, that's like the, one of my end game theories, is that with all the insanity that to keep the U.S. Uh, stock uh, market afloat, they're going to print so much that uh, then we could start going into 1970s type of uh, inflation rates there. 6% for now, 4%, 5 6% for now. But after that, we'll see how, how it goes there after 2024.
1: If we're looking at 6%, would that be the official inflation rate, the CPI? Because some people argue that that understates inflation uh, if we look at what people actually purchase.
0: What's important from what my studies have shown me is not the actual number that's important. It's the explosion or the rate of change uh, in inflation that surprises the market. And that's where we get our edge. So, yeah, I know there's shadow stats and we're inflation maybe 8, 10, 20%. That that's fine, but what really changes is how fast it changes. So even if we're at one percent, it goes up to six. That's a sixfold. Everything has to be re- repriced accordingly, and that's where gold and silver are going to go ballistic. It's not because it's at uh, the inflation rates at eighteen percent that gold's going to go ballistic. It's where it starts from, where you bought, and then when the inflation rate goes up, that's when you make uh, you protected your wealth. Because if it's always at eighteen percent, then there's not much fluctuation. So it's, you, there's not going to be a big change in the in the in the price of gold or silver
1: so the key is the the rate of change and how, how fast inflation rate the inflation rate is changing and then if it spikes that really gets people maybe concerned and then they will rush into gold and silver
0: yeah it's a uh, always threshold of noticeability like you have a sound system at home you put up the volume slowly you're going to be at 10 like when you go in a night and you're at 10 and what, what like you don't even notice it but if I would have went fast, then you, were, you would have said, oh, man, there's a, there's a big sound change, you know? And uh, that's what the psychology of people there, it's, uh, or there's another analogy like the frog in the boiling pot, and it doesn't realize it's boiling until it's, it's, it's like uh, the camel on the straw back. All these analogies there, it's human psychology, but uh, we're approaching there the food, the food's one, and uh, once uh, we can't pay the bills for the food, then uh, it could get uh, nasty.
1: And remind our viewers, then, kind of the key price points you're looking at for gold and silver, kind of the resistance points you see that if it gets above, if they get above those points, then it could be off to the races.
0: Silver, if you want to be conservative, a monthly close above 29 off to the races, a quarterly close above even 29 and off to the races. Uh, gold, I think we have to get back above 1925 uh, or 1950. Uh, honestly, I'm not looking at gold too much right now because it, for me, it already led the way. So until silver does a new high, then I'm like, I'm not too worried about gold. Gold's going to, um, I think it's going to have a great q, Q3, q silver Q2 and Q4, gold Q3. But uh, I really want to see silver do a new high because we're still at risk right now. If silver can't close above that 29, we could be uh, like at a 2007, 2008 moment where silver did a new high in 2007. 2008 couldn't do a new high and then we we had a meltdown and a GFC crash So right now you, if everybody wants to breathe easy You want to see silver do a new monthly high above 29 and then uh, We could see where, where gold is, is sitting out there.
1: All right Well, Patrick Kerma, really appreciate your time and insights today before we let you go If our viewers would like to hear more of these interviews They can hit the subscribe button and the bell icon to be notified in the new videos We're putting out and if people would like to find you where can they find you Patrick?
0: They're just a bad charts one on Twitter. Honestly, that's the the best uh, funnel there. For all my stuff, all my links, everything's. Uh, just go follow me there, man. Really appreciate uh, you guys. Awesome, thank you so much, and God bless. All right, ciao, guys.
1: Physical silver and gold in your hands. Personal service competitive prices, and zero complaints. That's Miles Franklin. Call us at one 800 or email us at info at milesfranklin.com.